1: Hey, hey. I'm saying that without the jazz hands because I'm not allowed to lift my arms too high. I'm jazzing for you. It is Tiffany. And
2: hey, guys, it's Mandy. Welcome to Brown Ambition. Yes.
1: And Episode
2: 100 and
1: something, something. I've lost count now. Something, something. Oh, I'm trying not to laugh. Oh, my gosh. So, if you listen to our last episode, you know that I went under the knife i was a little nervous i had to get fibroids well i didn't have to but i elected to get fibroid surgery um because well mandy and i are both newlyweds um and i wanted to start working on a family because i'm 38 and i'm like girl if not now when child and so honestly i was um not really all that nervous but until like right before because it didn't seem real i've never had so have you ever had like major surgery mandy
2: um, not major. I've been under anesthesia and I've had a procedure done, but not like cutting me open with stitches kind of surgery.
1: Okay. Oh, you said you wanted to mention something about audio?
2: Yeah. So but I just wanted to let you guys know, heads up, um, I've been having audio issues and I take it really seriously, the quality of the audio on the show. So I am apologize if things sound a little bit different this week. I'm doing everything I can to make sure that next episode, we are back to tip top audio quality.
1: Okay. Um, um yeah so I I wasn't really 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 nervous until kind of you get there and they like make you like put on like the you're about to be cut up surgery clothes and like the little thing on your head and take this pill and I'm like oh my god it seems real serious my mom of course came because you know that's what moms do um and she brought her
2: she's a nurse
1: right yeah she's a nurse although she told me don't tell them because she said sometimes nurses get a little territorial you know Mm, but, yeah. she, you know, they already guessed because there were certain nurse things that she was asking and saying. They were like, one of the nurses was like, oh, it's so cute. Your mom's a nurse. And I'm like, how'd you know? She was like, girl, nurses can spot each other a mile away. She's like, your mom said like certain words that I was like, there's no way that this woman is not a nurse. <laughs> um, and she brought her overnight bag. I was like, oh, so <laughs> no questions asked. Cause I was like, mommy, why, why, did, why is your purse so big? She's like, oh, no, it's my overnight bag. I was like, oh, well, only one person could stay overnight. She looked at Jarrell like, well, I guess you're going home then. <laughs> Aww, <that's so laughs> I know. But you know what? I'm not going to lie. As much as I love my husband, I really wanted my mom to be there overnight with me. Um, and so it went really, I, I remember just like talking briefly and then I fell asleep and I woke up. And the truth is, like in the hospital, I mean, I, I experienced next to no pain. Um, I sp- I did spend the night. They took out. 16 fibroids. Can you imagine, Mandy? Wow. I didn't know I had that many. Um, And various sizes I actually have a doctor's appointment in a few days. So I get to find out like the sizes and how much they weighed and stuff. And 16. And that's why she wanted the type of surgery I had. There's two types. Well, I guess there's multiple, but there's the laser kind where they kind of go in. And this is if you have kind of smaller fibroids. And then there's the one where they actually like have to cut you open and like open up your uterus. Sorry. Sorry, James, whoever's listening, who's a dude like, yikes and they actually have to like kind of go in and cut out the fibroid. So I had one one that was pretty big. That was the one that was stopping me from and Superman from um getting pregnant. You know, that's weird cuz I'm like it's not like he's getting pregnant. You know, they're like we're pregnant. I'm like no, I'm pregnant. Um but um yeah,
2: it's just a nice thing <laughs> that you say to make the man feel involved. <laughs> I
1: know. Um so after after 3 weeks, you can try. And you know, it was so crazy cuz the woman next to me who was excuse me. <laughs> oh, Yes. Ooh. I know. I, know, that I know. I'm trying to like hold it. I'm like, hold on, hold on. <clears throat> Ooh, sorry. So, I'm sorry. Yes, the coughing and the sneezing is my mortal enemy. So uh, the woman who was in the hospital room next to me, she actually had the same factor as I did. So it was. Um, really great and I, I mean i did my research on my doctor but it was really nice to hear from someone else who had her how awesome she was oh no why am i sneezing hold on it's another one. What's it <laughs> oh, oh my gosh so mean and I, your body I know, and and, and, I know and out of nowhere i was not sneezing um and uh she actually was the woman next to me was telling me about you remember i i don't know if i i'm sure i mentioned that although Jarell and i will probably try naturally we're going to go straight into trying um with um IVF, that's the, when you basically implant the baby, you know?
2: Right. Because I
1: don't, because you can try, we can try after uh, three months, they said. Um, But I don't want to, because naturally, even if you're like, you're perfectly healthy, everything's right, it could take, you know, a year. I've had friends who, I remember my mom has five kids and it took her, the first time to get pregnant, it took like a year and a half. So I just don't want to wait that long. So I want to really be proactive and just go. And Jarrell has, oh, Superman thats awesome. That's also insurance. Um, so we might as well kind of like try simultaneously. And um, the woman who was next to me said that she'd done the same thing, got married at 36 and together, she and her husband had got pregnant at 38 and she gave me a great uh, place in New Jersey that she was like, that so many people women have had success with. And so that's who we're going to go with. So I'm super excited. Now, I don't know how much I'll share during the IVF time because, you know, like there's no guy. I mean, I know so many people it doesn't work out for. I might be like, it's not working. It is working. I guess I'll see how I feel. I might be like, mind your business, even though I told you guys so much so far. (laughs) But Mm -hmm. I might just feel like if it's not working, I'm sure I'm not going to be in the best of mood. So. I'll see how I feel during that time as we're kind of going through the cycles, but definitely, obviously if it works, you'll know. Cause I'll be like, yay, we're pregnant. And if it doesn't, you'll know, because I'll be like, mom's the word, mind your business. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I will, I'm will. i just not going to say anything Um, <laughs> no.
2: except that we're all, I'm really, I'm, at least you have this hurdle out of the way, like without yeah. doing this, you know, so now you can at least look past this hurdle and think
1: about the fun times ahead. <laughs> exactly. So, Yep, that's my update. What about Thanks. you? What have you been doing since you had your week off?
2: Oh, you know, week off. I didn't, <laughs> didn't feel that way. Um. Well, remember a couple of weeks ago I had I had brought up that the market seemed to be being a little temperamental and it had, it had like dipped 200 points that day a couple of weeks ago. And I did my little spiel about, you know, how we shouldn't sort of been – we shouldn't be freaking out, that the market – You know, it was always sort of when we've been when we've had a bull market and by bull market, I mean a really strong market stocks doing well for so long for like the last seven years, seven, eight years. It was we were always sort of bound to go down a little bit. Um, And I I guess that was the first hint of it. And then last week, everything just the shit kind of hit the fan and the Dow dropped a thousand points, like twelve hundred points in one day. And basically all the returns that we enjoyed in the stock market for the last month from the beginning of the year just went poof and we're back to where we started. So, of course, like everyone was sort of freaking out and I got a lot of questions, you know, what, you know, what does this mean? Why is it happening? What should I do? And I just wanted to reiterate what I was saying before, which is one, if you're if you were investing for tomorrow, then, yeah, you should be freaked out because you just lost, you know. A, you know, a sign- probably 4% of your portfolio, just something like that. Mm. But I think most of us, at least I, I the average person, if you're investing in a 401k, you're investing for decades away. I mean, hopefully decades away. And if you are in a 401k and you are closer to retirement, you shouldn't be so overly leveraged in stocks that yeah. you feel something like this really bad. Like if you felt really, like if you looked at your portfolio and it went down significantly and you're close to retirement you should probably be reallocating um your assets like you should be less exposed to risk which means less stock and taking on more safe investments that you know are less um you know volatile or whatnot so that's like the first spiel um which is just like calm down don't freak out this does not mean you should go to your retirement fund and stop putting money in it in fact yeah like This is the way I like to think about it because I was a a recession graduate baby, graduated 2009, opened my first 401k in 2010. I feel really lucky to have gotten my 401k open during the recession or at least on the other side of it because when stocks are down, like you don't have to contribute as much money to get as much equity. So you are, it's kind of, think of it like a clearance sale, Yeah. (laughs) So the money you're putting in now, you're going to get more for it. And when the market rebounds, which historically it usually does, mm-hmm. um, your portfolio will grow and you'll rebound and you'll be grateful that you stayed in the market versus running for it. Like there's studies, you can go back Fidelity, did a big, did a big study on this, like of people who during the recession left the market, how their portfolios did compared to people who rode with it and stuck with it and people who stuck with it did significantly better. So calm down. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was hearing things like Betterment and Wealthfront. I think Betterment for sure was like crashing because all the investors were trying, just like like Robo, Robo advisor.
1: Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm, was trying trying to, to pull their money out. Yep. Yeah, yep.
2: Yeah. Um, so that's the first thing I said. And then next, um i talked to my so at LendingTree. tree we have a um you know my company was acquired by lending tree now and we have this great chief economist who sits in our office in new york so i got the expert sitting right across from me and i'm like so hey tendai shout out to tendai
1: um, <laughs> hey tendai <didn't>
2: ex- <laughs> explain explain to me tell me a story about why the market is freaking out because i wanted to understand um because it can be a number of different things like i last week we saw there was this announcement that came out and this is how like the market just it just is so emotional like last week or a week before jp morgan berkshire hathaway you know owned by warren buffett and um amazon announced that they were going to create a new healthcare company they didn't even say what it was going to be or what it was going to do they just said it and the market went down for healthcare stocks so like just the fact that this company made this announcement can turn the market a certain way like you can't plan your life around those news events that have these like little ill adverse effects on the market But anyway, nothing like that had happened last week on Friday when the market went down. So I asked Tendai what's happening. And he actually told me that. So imagine when you're like, if you think about um, all these analysts, like all these analysts who are saying what the value of all these companies are, all those stocks are, they're not like humans anymore. They're these robots. They're these algorithms. And they have all these different mathematical equations, how they decide how the economy is doing and and how inflation is doing, and what the value of companies is going to be in the future, and then they adjust um, their value of different companies um, based on all those algorithms. So what had happened was last week the jobs report came out. So the Bureau of Labor Statistics every month puts out a big report that Trump loves to say is all his, you know, to all his credit, saying how many new jobs were created in America. We created like a 200,000 new jobs last month, which is exciting. Woohoo! What we also found is that wages were going up. Wages wages increased by 2.8 or 2.9 percent. So that's a sign that things that inflation is happening. And when the algorithms see that inflation is happening, what does inflation mean? Inflation means that the dollar you have today, as inflation goes up, is going to be worth less tomorrow and the day after and mm-hmm. a year from now. So these algorithms are saying, Oh shoot! If you bought company, if you bought equity in company ABC today. Tomorrow, it might go down because inflation's rising. So let me put the value down today. And all the algorithms started doing that at the same time. So that's okay. why we saw this sharp drop in value. Now, the way he explained it is, yes, the algorithms are all going down. But eventually, the other algorithms, the battle of the robots, are going to say, oh, hey, we've kind of reached a bottom. Like, things are... Think you're actually a pretty good price right now, so you guys should start buying these
1: equities. It's a good deal, <laughs> and then it's going to start God, driving the value
2: back up. Like,
1: <laughs> you know what it reminds me of? Have you ever seen um ah uh, what was the um the movie with um uh, Eddie Murphy, and um was it Trading Places? I yes, think that's what trading it's called. Places.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes,
1: it's like if, if you've never if you're wanting to understand the market, obviously they don't trade like that anymore. But if you're wanting to understand the market, there's a really great clip. Maybe you can look at it, look for it on YouTube. Where um, he really explains like um, commodities and just h- how the market works with like supply and demand. And it just really gets you to understand that it's based upon emotions. And, you know, yeah. people move one way and all of a sudden everybody moves that way or moves in the opposite direction. And so, um, yeah.
2: And it's robots I mean, moving in that direction. That's what's so funny.
1: <laughs> like it's humanized created
2: these emotional robots. Um, <laughs> but even as an so, economist was like, stop, you know. It, it, this this is going to like, it's going to, um, eat correct out itself. eventually it's going to correct itself. And even then, like you have to develop a tolerance to these types of situations because they're going to happen. And if you're investing for the long term, like you have to look at how the market's performed over the last average, I don't know, 30, 40 years. Um, mm-hmm. and, and see that over time, it always, there's always a return on, or there has been a nice return on investment. Um, and just keep remembering that, like, I told, I think I told you guys, and probably everyone, if you if you had a 401k and you're heavily invested in stocks the last few years, like last year I earned 22% on my investments.
1: That's so awesome. we dropped,
2: yeah. So we dropped 4% in a month. Like that sucks. But I ain't mad. Like yeah. You know, I'm I'm glad that we had that great year, but it was never gonna last forever. And you know, it's 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 just uh it's just fun for me. I mean, it's not fun. It's it's stressful, but it's also fun to see. Everyone, it just happens again and again. The market goes down, people freak out. People say, "Don't panic," and, and you know it always sort of everybody pan- <laughs> I know.
1: You know, I um, and this is one of the reasons too why I mean, obviously, I think that you're wanting to to invest in, in not just one one vehicle, and so that way, like, I wouldn't have all my investments. For example, like, of course, I'm I'm buying property, but I don't want all my investments to just be in property, and I don't want all my investments to just be in stocks. Or all my investments to just be in the ETFs or whatever, just because I, and and I don't like I'm not a, I don't know I guess because I don't look at it every single. I know some people trade so they look at their their portfolio or they look at their you know their investments every single day. And even then, all of my friends like um you know you know Tila Tila Holcomb, um yeah, Mandy fine.
2: yeah yeah yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So like Tila is uh, she trades uh, for a living and so she was giving up some really great advice about like staying calm and trying to remove your emotions. Um, Tila teaches um, women how to um, trade their nine-to-five for trading, which I think is really cute. But, yeah, so I'm always looking at folks like that. Sandy um, Smith does a really good job, too, with, like, uh, even though Sandy speaks mostly about, like, budgeting and stuff, but she herself is a pretty good investor, so she's always sharing, like, tips and stuff um, on her uh, Facebook page. And I'm always, like, looking. I actually reached out to them. Are you a part of – I want to be a part of – a. An investment club, a women's investment club. That sounds dope. I I know. I don't
2: have the, I don't have, I'm too anxious as a person. Like, you got to know yourself. My risk tolerance (laughs) is not so high. Like, it's one thing to be, like, have a bunch of, like, a target date fund, like, really heavily invested in equities, but I don't know. I get stressed out. Like I've I'd had a thousand be- dollars sitting in my Robinhood account and I'm afraid, I'm like, I need, I'm going to get it out of there. Cause <laughs> <laughs> I know okay. I think I do have a
1: Robinhood account. I'm like, do I? I think I do.
2: Well, here's the thing, like with Robinhood, just real quick, um, Robinhood, you probably heard of it. It's an investment app. It's a trading app. It's awesome because they don't charge any fees. Like if you trade through E-Trade, so let's say you want to buy, you have, you know, $500 and you, you know, want to buy two hundred dollars of Google stock? Like you'll get, I don't know, a tenth of a share, whatever. Um, then they'll charge you ten dollars per trade, so that's that adds up over time. But Robinhood charges zero fees. But what it doesn't have, like Robinhood's only individual stocks. You can't trade mutual funds, or and mutual funds again. A mutual fund is like a bunch of it. It's a it's a bunch of pieces of companies in one little package. So you're in, you're spreading out your investments across many different types of companies and it's just considered to be a safer way to invest and get a good return and the fact when i found that out i I don't know why i didn't understand that before and now i'm like oh i don't want to do this like why like with a thousand bucks i could have like i don't know a quarter share of apple and like a quarter share of chipotle (laughs) i don't know (laughs) why would i want just four stocks that seems silly yeah, don't make
1: me laugh. <laughs> All right, sorry. <laughs> uh, so it was a very busy finance week. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I'm excited because I actually, for, for questions, I have a question, like when we get to that part of um the show, somebody hit me on, um hit me on, slid into the DMs on um IG, and it was just a really good question. So maybe we can answer more than one if you have a really good one, too. Um, Are you, oh, what did you say? I need to
2: make a I need to make a note about Instagram right now. So they they kicked me out of my personal account. They decided Why? that I do not. I have no idea. So well, I do kind of have an idea. I deleted my app because I was getting up in the morning and I was not going to work out and I was not getting up. Like I was like eating up all my productive time scrolling on Instagram, like in right. bed in the darkness. And I was like, let me stop this. So I decided to delete my app for a week and then I went to add it back because I had a cute picture to post, of course. And yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to stop Instagram until I got something cute to share. <laughs> like, anyway, I tried to, I tried to log back in, and it doesn't know who I am. It's like, who this, new number, like, what does it say? New, new number, who does And it was like, we can't help you contact support. It's impo- like, it, was so, it took me forever to figure out how to actually send them an email. And I did, and I haven't heard back, like, terrible customer support. So anyway, you may have realized now what I can log into is a Brown Ambition account, which has been sadly neglected for so long. <laughs> so, I just decided I'm just gonna put my Instagram energy into sharing stuff on the brown ambition instagram account uh, which which does exist um and you can follow us at brown ambition podcast on the Instagram and I'm gonna be posting some stuff.
1: do you think that um ha- have you linked your Instagram to your Facebook? Because I remember one time somebody actually um um hacked into my Instagram oh, and
2: really? it was like
1: posting all these random like i don't know it was i think it was a Russian model, at least that's what it read. And she was like posting all these pictures. I was like, wait a minute. So thankfully, my Instagram is also linked. Because of course, she changed my password. So I couldn't get mm-hmm. in. But my Instagram is also linked to my Facebook. So I was able to, from my computer, log in that way and then go in and change and lock her out. But I was like, that was crazy.
2: I don't think it was anything like that. I mean, it is linked to my Facebook. And I've even tried to log in with Facebook, but it won't let me. It is Really? It's, yeah. Don't ever delete your... I mean, and I didn't even delete my account. Like, I just took the app off my phone. And wow. it's treating me like I'm a second rate. like Yeah. <laughs> I heard that you have to send them a picture of yourself with your Instagram name on a piece of paper and your name written out like a sad, like headshot wow. photo. And I'm like, I don't know if I want to stoop that
1: low. Uh, <laughs> that was like I, for Facebook, somebody told on me and said, but Jenny saying her name. I said, these haters out here. <laughs> and um, this was maybe like a year. <laughs> let, me, let me not laugh. <laughs> it was like maybe like a year or so ago because my name on Facebook used to be Tiffany the Budget Nista Aliche, and I did a little research and I found out that the only way they know that's not your name, obviously, is um, somebody has to report it because there's like you know whatever billions of people on Facebook. Um, and so I was like, who will report that? Like that just seems so petty. So anyway, they like wouldn't let me, like so I was able to like you know get back in, but they were like, you have to use your real name. So I had to like that's why my name. My full name is on Facebook, my full government, even my middle initial, which I'm slightly annoyed because I'm like, really, but whatever. So yeah, these social media sites, it just, because one thing that did scare me, so if you have a business, this is just a little um, thing that you should do. So at the time when I was kicked out of my Facebook page, I was the admin of all of my Facebook, like my personal page was the admin of all of my groups and like my pages and all that other kind of stuff, my business stuff on Facebook. And when I got kicked out, I was locked out of those things. And I was like, wait a minute. And I was the only admin. So what I did was I created a secondary page. And um, and so once I got back in, and it took maybe like a month or so, I don't know. Once I got back in, I made sure. So I have two of my pages are admins of all of my groups and stuff. That way I don't lose full control if just in case something happens to my Facebook page. So you want to make sure that if you have a Facebook like business page, Facebook groups, all that stuff that there's two of you on Facebook that are, that are asked to have um, behind the scenes access just in case something should happen to your, your primary Good page. Good point. Yeah. It's hard out here. Cause you want to be like, forget Facebook, but then you're like, yeah, I need it
2: right i was like i was i just thought i could take a break it's just insane um i have one other quick short story to share like a warning (laughs) i was going to make it my break but i have a better booth to share so just real quick um i i realized something about credit freezes so you know the equifax data breaches the data breach happened last last fall Mm -hmm. 143 million americans personal information was exposed massive embarrassment for equifax like They were supposed to be investigated by the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, you know, of course, until Trump appointed some guy who decided to, you know, walk away from the investigation. Anyway, I digress. But in the wake of this attack and like this data breach, um, a lot of personal finance experts, including Magnify Money, I Will take Credit, gave the advice to get a credit freeze. It's good advice on, on like audience face value because when you do a credit freeze with all three credit bureaus, you're stopping anyone from opening credit in your name. And I went and did this, okay, all three accounts. I was like, let me walk the talk that I'm talking on the internet. So I froze my account at TransUnion, Experian, Equifax. And then I started running into trouble, like, with, with stuff that I didn't understand was related to a credit freeze. Because for me, like, I thought, okay, if someone can't obviously get a credit card, somebody couldn't open a mortgage or, you know, um, even get a cell phone. Like, that stuff made sense to me. I didn't understand that when, um, like, some banks, I was trying to open up a CD account with ally and they would not let me and i couldn't figure out why and i eventually got on live chat with them and they said it was because i had a credit freeze yeah (laughs) And i had to go and undo it which sounds easy and it should be like and i i was able to do it at two out of the three bureaus but of course equifax um i had to mail them a letter like a paper letter to yes and i was like what are you talking about (laughs) mail a letter and there was no phone like there was a phone number but even the phone number was like, if you want to remove a freeze, you must, you know, here's the address. Bye. <laughs> like, so I had to <laughs> mail them a letter and I couldn't open this account, which was really frustrating to me. And just that experience, I was thinking, well, if someone's like applying, if you're in a mortgage process and it's down to the wire and you have a credit freeze, like it may feel like, oh, you can just get that freeze lifted really easily. Just just watch out because it may not be that easy. So give yourself extra time to mail your letter to Equifax or whoever. Um and that is, that's and, all,
1: that's all I can share. And, and two, you can also like, cause remember I, so during that time, well, before then I, instead of a credit freeze, I, the reason why I didn't freeze mine is because I signed up for, um, Oh, what is the, not a monitoring service. Credit. I signed up, um, uh, what's well, that? Life alert. Life, life lock? lock. Life life. 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 <laughs> I'm like, hell, my I can't get up. That's what You're life. not that alert. old. <laughs> <laughs> and so I signed up for, um, life lock, which and there's other ones like that who, you know, um, LifeLock needs to give us a check. Uh, but no, I just really liked it because it it did that in that no one could open up an account under my name. Um, so if you try to open it up, it would send me a text, phone call, and an email saying, hey, Tiffany, are you at Allied Bank trying to open up a bank account? And if I say yes, and they, sometimes they ask another question, you're trying to open up a bank account. If I, there Literally, there's a button on my phone that I would click to say yes or on the phone call, say yes, or the email, click the yes button. And then it would say I would be permitted to move forward. So it's like a, instead of a freeze, it's more like a pause where no one can open up anything in my name um, without answering that question. And all of it is linked to my, obviously, my um, my, my phone and my email. And so that's a, a great alternative if you don't want to go through like a hardcore freeze.
2: Yeah, I totally agree. And the one thing I'll add is that the three bureaus also are starting to offer credit locks. L-O-C-K. Okay, that's what
1: it is. Yeah, yeah I a credit yep. lock,
2: which is just, it's much easier to unlock your account than it is to unfreeze it, but it has the same effect. So for me, I'm like, I took all my freezes off and I'm just going to do a lock instead. And Equifax just rolled out an app, which I heard doesn't work that great. But anyway, give it a try. Um, you should be able to lock and unlock your account right from your phone.
0: Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm.
1: Time to brown boost, brown break, brown boost, brown break. Are you going to break or are you going to boost?
2: I'm going to boost. Okay. Um, I'll go first. Okay. Um, You didn't give me a choice.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> I know. That was a pause. Like, and, and you're right. up. <laughs> so what happened was,
2: so this is kind of awkward. So remember how. Remember way back when, like a few weeks ago, and every week since I think the podcast started, when I've told you that my husband and I have never really agreed on whether we would buy something like a house uh, or keep renting. And I was really pushing hard against buying something because I just felt like stuff in New York City and New Jersey is just really, really expensive. Unless you, um, unless you, you know, want to invest in a property that's a fixer upper. Um, and even then, like nothing really seemed worth it in terms of like the effect it would have on our work commute, because right now we have a 24 minute work commute and we would be looking at an hour plus anywhere we went. So anyway, I had like put my foot in the ground and I was like, it's not happening. It's not happening. But then something happened the last few weeks. We, we started visiting this, we started visiting actual neighborhoods and looking at places and seeing what was out there. And we were, we happened, excuse me, um, We happened to Enrique, my husband, knew um, a guy from his college who was a realtor who um, invited us to go see a couple of apartments around upstate New York, like half an hour outside the city. Um, And we didn't like anything on Saturday, just didn't like anything. I was like, oh, exactly. My point was made. This is never going to work. And then we were on like the Zillow app at lunch in upstate New York. And um, I was looking at like, have a function on your Zillow app where you can say, where are the open houses near me? Mm-hmm. And we found I I just saw this this cute little house and it said open house one to four and it was like three o'clock so we raced over there and we ended up falling like it really sounds corny but so we had this like Aww, I could I could hear it you <laughs> <laughs> we had this really corny like like when when I saw my husband's face when he walked into the backyard and saw this you know this cute little backyard I'm just I just can't the only way to describe this place is cute and little because it's just all it is. Um, cute little backyard. He turned around and I saw his face and I was like, oh shit, it's done. We are getting this <laughs> house. Like, I was like, there's no turning back now. Yay! Um, so we very quickly worked and we were, we were negotiating with the sellers who were just really, I mean, I haven't met them, but like, I think us being a young brown couple and then being an older retiring brown couple. Oh, um, I love it! Right? Like, and you can tell who the sellers are. They're not there, but you can tell around the house. There's pictures. There's just accoutrement. I'm like, yeah, these people. I know these Mm -hmm. people. Um, These are my people. These are my people. And their agent really liked us. And I just left there feeling like this might work. And we ended up putting in an offer. Shut your mouth. I know. I know. I'm like, this is like, when I'm talking about, this is Saturday, or no. Is this Sunday? Yeah, Saturday we saw this place. Today is Tuesday, and yes. they accepted our offer today. <gasps>
1: ah, congratulations! Oh my gosh, Mandra! I'm like, I'm sweating. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is so awesome. Honestly, it's, I mean, it sounds corny, it does, but there's something about having your own home when it's the right fit now. You know, I'm definitely not one of those. You it's Renting versus buying or shaming one way or the other. I mean, there are definitely some um, financial benefits to To both and probably the the scale tips a little more toward obviously um buying in the long run, but there are some financial benefits toward renting too, so that's not you know because I'm like I'm renting now, so I hate when people make it like you're the fool you rent, you know, but I just that other piece that people don't talk about when you're buying that feeling that you feel like this is my house, you know, like I could see like my kids here or you know and or my friends coming over there there's there's just that too, and I'm glad. That or when you're dog. in the right, I'm yeah, get a exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? I was thinking. That. I was like, you know what, though, Our, we don't have much of a yard, so I'm like, we can't get a dog. But um, I was like, I definitely want like when we get a bigger yard, I want even though I'm like, I'm not even a dog person, but I just feel like you're supposed to get a dog. And I'm like, if I have kids, I have a dog walker. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! Congratulations! Oh my gosh, I that mean, is
2: awesome. It, it went really fast. Thank God for the internet. Like we were rapidly, and we did. Uh, I feel really, I feel really, I feel a lot of pressure to do this right because we are we are getting a mortgage. We have a down payment. We've had a down payment to be honest for like two years now, but I just I didn't want to budge. Um, but like doing the mortgage process, I feel this pressure. Like Mandy, this is your job. You write about the mortgage process as yeah. like your career, so you must get this right. So we did a lot of applying. First, we did we got some quotes, which are okay. like a pre qualification quote, which is just like the lender saying based on a couple of pieces of information, like yeah, we're probably gonna give you the money. But okay. what you really need if you want a competitive offer is a pre-approval. So a pre- yes. pre-approval letter, that is when you're actually, and in my case, uploading documents to the lender's website, like W-2s, bank statements, retirement fund accounts, um, um, checking account statements. Um, I had to write a letter explaining why I had two weeks off between jobs when I uh, left one job for the other. Really? Um, yeah. Like, it. you know, just a one sentence, like, I was on vacation, you know. Um uh-huh. Uh, what else did we have to send Um, um, uh, proof of like restricted stock units. So, uh, you know, from companies I've worked for um, just all, all your financial history, tax returns, whatever, have it all uploaded. And thankfully we're really organized and we, we got everything together and we were able to apply for pre-approval letters at a couple of uh, lenders. And eventually we just decided, I mean, once we got the first pre-approval, that's really all you need to to, to show your seller, Hey, we're serious. We're pre-approved. You're not agreeing to work with that lender. They're just telling you, like, they're pulling your credit and they're giving you, like, they're saying you're approved for this much mortgage and here's the rate we might give you. But it's not final, final. Um, so, we just got the one pre-approval. And now that we've our offer has been accepted, the next step is get the inspection. Um, and then once we have the inspection, I think we'll, like, it's an older house. And, and you know, they've lived in there for, like, 30, 40 years. Okay. Um, we're expecting, I'm expecting that maybe something will come up and we might be negotiating the price a little bit. And then ultimately, we'll we'll get a couple of more um, pre-approvals or, or quotes um, from lenders and eventually choose our lender based on who gives us the best rate. Um, and I ha- we have found, like, variation in the rates that we're getting. So and one okay. of our lenders actually said, um, you know, you bring me another rate and I'll try and beat it. So okay. I feel I, that's what I'm worried about. I just want to make sure we're getting the best interest rate because interest rates, like, I'm trying to remind myself, like, even though they're rising, because right now we're getting rates about 4.2 percent, and granted we have yeah. 800 credit scores, and we're putting down 20 percent, and it's yeah. you know we're we're good candidates, but it's still 4.2, yeah, which is, you know, higher than it has been. Um, but you know, another thing that I asked our Tendai, our chief economist, was, you know, he reminded me that when you look back. You know, 20 years ago, people were getting yep. double digits. double digit, I was going to no say, yep,
1: I was going to say that, that like, yeah. we're so spoiled, but, like, yeah. people were paying, like, 10% interest rates. And this is yeah. a, a, make sure, Mandy, I don't know if you've, um if you've gotten a quote from, um. I remember I told you that uh, M&T, like, milk and turkey, I don't know, or like, M&T. Mm, but, right? <laughs> I know. m and Bank. Because you, I don't know if the neighborhood is like a brown neighborhood, so brown meaning um, Latino or black, and obviously you guys are brown. But um, they have um, – you. honestly, you don't need anything financial to qualify. You just have to be brown who wants to live in a majority brown neighborhood. So you would just give them the zip code, and they'd say, yep, that's a brown neighborhood. And toward closing costs, you can get up to um, – I think it's six percent of the cost of the house, up the maxing out at about eighteen or nineteen thousand dollars. So definitely look into um and Bank as well, because you guys might be, you know, let's just say you're getting the house and let's, because it's easy math, hundred thousand dollars. Then I mean, like, it looks um, like, <laughs> sorry, it's <laughs> Go not
2: ahead. a brown neighbor. It's not a brown neighborhood. <laughs> like, okay, okay. Well, then you know, I was going to say, I think that's we'll the, will, the, we will be leaving things equal to where if we replace this couple, we think we will be like leaving. Things oh,
1: equal oh, oh you're like. I, I know the neighbors going to be like, oh, dang on it. <laughs> Without the, brow. <laughs> the brows, we moving out. They don't it to another brow. <laughs> no, no, I mean, it's
2: not uh, so non-diverse, but it's like, it's like 40% I know minority. Yeah, 40% okay.
1: minority. We looked it up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, then that's fine then. Yeah. But just for those of you who are listening, if you are looking to live in a brown neighborhood, take advantage of like things like that, that might be out there. No, that's so awesome. Yeah. Wow. I should have went first with my booze. Now I'm oh. like it's all I'm like, oh so I don't,
2: know, know. <laughs> you don't you know. You know how it is. Like anything could happen. Um but yeah. I I just have a good feeling and there's you know, I'm excited. I, I think I'm excited. I think. I'm not excited um, for the renovations. I'm like really nervous. Like I might need to
1: hire Superman to come help out.
0: Um, I know,
1: we're we're nervous too. He told me the other day he was like, Yo, we're gonna have a house. We're finally, finally are closing. It's March. 16th, and I said, because we could close right now, but the bank promised to clean out the house, and okay. um, I told him, I said, let's not push back any further. If the 6th, whether the house is clean or not on the 16th, we're closing, and we'll, we could just fight them later to pay us back for cleaning it out, but at this point, I just don't want to wait any longer, and we're nervous for renovations, too. Even though Superman is, you know, super handy, it's, it's your house, and you feel like, what if I make a mistake? What if I, you know, is, what if it's going to be a lot? just make sure that you get a really, really good, um, inspector. I don't, if you need a, um, I've got a really good one. His name is Nick. He's a little more expensive than the average inspector, but he, his inspection report is like, you could tell he got, um, eight pluses in book reports when he was, um, (laughs) he was, he uses a drone to look at the roof. I mean, and, and two, you walk with him through and he shows you everything. And maybe he was like a hundred or 150 bucks more, but it was so worth it because, um, This is his second or third house that he's inspected with us. The first house we loved it, and it was a year ago. We thought it was amazing, and Nick was showing us all these things. I don't like now. I can't believe I didn't notice. And he was like, "This house is crumbling on you. And if you get this house, you it's going to be a money pit." And we didn't end up getting it. And I'm so glad that we listened to him and now we have this house. And he's like, This is a good solid house, you know. And I was like, I always ask him if if you were if it, you were me, would you get this house? He was like, Yeah, I don't see any major you know, every house has their little quirks but no major um issues. So yeah, get yourself an amazing inspector.
2: I'm really excited for the inspection. Yeah, I'll get his I'll get his name. We already we um I quoted someone today and he not quoted, but I I called someone today, I got, um, I looked for someone on Yelp in the area who had fa- fabulous reviews on like three different websites, and I called him and he was really nice, I got a really good feeling from him, but I'm open to, I'm open to someone else too, and yeah, he was like, I'll walk you through, and he he like talks nonstop, like 15 minutes just telling me everything that they check, and all their certifications, yeah. and he actually works in the area, and there's like, and the houses, like the house we're getting is typical of the area, so I know that he'll... Okay. You know, know, that let, know what to look out for.
1: Yeah. 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 Oh, um, cuz we have some of our financial friends that I've seen on um Facebook who yikes, she bought a house and it she has been struggling with it um and because the inspector um was not truthful and yeah. she doesn't have she has very little recourse. So, yeah, definitely do your Googles about, you know, just finding good people. Yeah. All right, well, that's good. Well, my brown boost um you know, we're just going to let you boost that was such a big boost. Really, that is so generous. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really have much of a boost, obviously. Uh it was just gonna be like a business tool that I think people it's underused. I was just gonna say, you know, I was just gonna boost um Google Alerts that if you if you don't have if you have a business or just even yourself personally, Google Alerts are totally free. You can literally Google how to set up Google Alerts because every time somebody mentions Tiffany Aliche or the budget Nista, um I have an alert that goes off um and it sends me an email saying, Hey Tiffany, like today, for example, um, um, Black Enterprise wrote like a really quick article called how to use um how to use Facebook groups for career success. And they happened to mention me. And so I would have never known that because Black Enterprise they did it it wasn't like a quote or anything, but Google Alert sent it to me and I was like, Oh, this is a cute article and I shared it. And so I was just gonna boost that to say, you know, if you haven't if you don't have a free Google Alert set up on yourself. Now if your name is um Jim Smith, don't bother. Yeah. Because child you know <laughs> like you wanna like, you know, if your name is is super not unique, don't. But um yeah, that was it. I was just gonna boost at that free tool that I thought was dope. So I was like, Oh, I should have went first. But either way, whatever, we're here. Now. Oh, Questions
2: Google her. <laughs> Questions. <laughs>
1: Questions. Yes. I yeah. wanted, you want do you wanna me to read you the question? Go ahead. What was your
2: question? Read read, read me your question, but real quick while you're uh, looking it up, or I'm just saying you're looking it up. um, I wanted to mention, so you guys might have got an email. If you didn't check your email yesterday morning, go check it. If you signed up for the Brown Ambition um, uh, newsletter, we sent out a little survey yesterday morning because we want to get to know our listeners better. Um, We want to be able to get companies to support the show, and one of the key ways to do that is to be able to tell them, here's our listeners, here's who they are, and here's why, you know, you should promote your – let us help you promote your products on our show to our audience. So this is a key a key tool for us to be able to get some sponsorship and get this little money train going, um, which is long overdue, long yes. overdue. Um, so please answer the survey if you have – it takes like three minutes. It's like nine questions, I think. Check your email. I'm also going to post a link on the Facebook group. If you're not signed up for the newsletter, don't worry. I'll just post it on the Facebook group. You can go to Brown Ambition um, on Facebook and look at the top of the page. I'll pin the survey link there and you can take it. And thank you so much in advance.
1: All right. So this is for Positive Nancy on Instagram. She hit me up and she said... Um, she said, I just downloaded your podcast. I didn't know you had one. And I said, yes. So that was, no, that was December. My right. So anyway, she said, Hey guys, for you, me and Mandy, can you do an episode, which is just a question, giving people who get big refunds ideas on what to do, um, or how to use them productively. Um, I'm not going to say how much you ca- has coming up, but Nancy has, uh, one, two, four figures, a four figure return coming and she doesn't want to mess it up. And I said, Ooh, good one. Okay. So positive Nancy, hope you're listening. Um, so what say you about big refunds? Well, one, let me start with just saying pre-big refund. Um, let's just say if you're getting a big refund, it's up to you if you want a big refund, but um you can also decide that maybe you actually like to have more money in your um like more money in your actual check. And so one of the ways you do that is with HR, you can um, decide how many um, exemptions that you want to claim. Uh, I'm looking at here, Positive Nancy. Do I see kids? I'm seeing if Positive Nancy has children. But it looks like she does have a child, a cute little girl. Um, so you can c- claim your child halfway through the year and the other half not claiming them. One thing I used to do is my dad, who was an accountant, used to show me like literally six months of the year, I would have myself down as, um you know, cl- not claiming myself, but as a as a, um As an exemption and then the other half I wouldn't. So that way I could kind of, my returns would always be like under a thousand dollars because I wanted more money in my, in my um, biweekly check. So it's really up to you. I mean, ideally you, you get more money if you get it in your biweekly check, because if you're getting a big return, that means that the government has overtaxed you and they got all that money from you sitting for free. The, if you uh, if the if you give gave the government too much money that means you gave them a loan that they didn't have to pay any interest on but meanwhile if i underpay the government like the government sent me like an email not an email uh, um uncle sam sent me a, um a, a letter maybe like i don't know a a few days ago saying in 2014 um my my taxes were off and i owed them $20 or something to that effect. And I was like, are you kidding me? 2014, petty. I got a letter too. I got a letter too to 2014. Yep. Yes. And I was like, okay. And then because, because I owed them $20 from 2014 to 2018 with the interest, so they charged me interest on my $20 and it was like, I don't know, $30, $40, something to that effect. But yeah. so you see, the government, I owe the government $20, so they say. And as they are charging me interest on the fact that they had not had their $20 for four years but meanwhile they take all of this money extra taxes and at the end of the year they're like oops we took too much from you here's your money back without any interest paid so ideally um positive nancy you know i would i i would want to adjust um what i'm um, claiming and um my dependence and all that kind of stuff on my with hr to make sure that and sit down with your accountant and ask to lower how much of a return i get now, some people like getting a big return because they like to get like so it's like a forced saving. So there's no judgment on that. Um, so what do you think? Like if you get a big return and you're like, I get it, I know I can get more money um, every month, but I prefer the big return. Like what are some suggestions you have, Mandy, for what they can do if they decide to get a big return?
2: Yeah, actually, Magnify Money, we just did. A, we just analyzed a bunch of IRS data to find out what's like an average return. And we actually found that people who get a return are getting about three thousand dollars back. Um so for me like if you spread out $3000 over the course of a year that's like what a couple hundred dollars a month or a couple hundred dollars per paycheck maybe more um that you are that you're basically setting aside like Tiffany said and letting Uncle Sam kind of hang on to it for you. Um I think some people need that I think some people need that because they're not able to like when you get a paycheck, you may not be thinking, okay, I could, I don't really need that extra $500. Like I could just save that. And then in March I'll have, or in April, I'll have $3,000. Like you may not be the kind of person who can do that. So for you, it might be nice to have a, like Tiffany said, a forced, um, savings. Um, for me, I always liked having a little bit of money back. I never got more than like $2,000. like dollars, So I always felt like, okay, this is fine. You know, I'm not getting too much back. Last year, I got too much. I mean, not too much, but I got I got a little under like $8,000 back.
1: woo like, let me hold something.
2: <laughs> I was like, where is this? I mean, it was right before my wedding, too. So I was like, great, there's a photographer. Um, but, you know, it was because, um, I don't know. I, I And I went to my accountant and I was like, okay, so next year, let's factor in that we got this big return. Maybe I should be withholding more. And also, I got married this year. Okay. I don't know about you but I knew going into tax season 2018 like tax season 2017 technically that I we might end up owing taxes this year and sure enough we got a big old tax bill
1: um mm.
2: right before right is before it, we get a house woohoo!
1: really is it because you're married are you guys you guys are doing married filing jointly
2: we are doing married filing. I don't know why like right now so right now first of all I got that I got a letter from 2014 saying that I owed New York state $800 Um, and so I'm having my accountant figure that out first because that bill is due February 13th. So that's like the biggest issue right now to figure out, do I really owe this money or not? Um, excuse me. Um, one thing that he had me do, which I think everyone should do, if you get a tax bill from 2014, the reason you're getting it is because they only have three years to get people for past, for, um, undue unpaid, uh, bills. So 2014, like this is 2017 tax year. This is their last chance. That's why we're seeing these bills from 2014 now. So anyway, you can go to the irs.gov and set up an online account and you can actually see all of your federal tax return records all in one place. I didn't know that. So I I signed up, got my records and I was able to send them to my accountant and he can see whether or not like see where the issue is. So that's what he's doing right now. He's trying to figure out where the problem, the discrepancy is and okay. what New York state and the federal government said I owed versus what New York state is saying I owe them or whatever. Um so it's a little bit messy and then our tax bill I don't all I can think is so we were acquired uh, my company was acquired it was a good year for me financially um and I think I'm just paying for it. Like mm. honestly. I think I just had higher than expected earnings this year and that is why I'm I'm uh, owing more. Um but hopefully
1: I'm really grateful because uh, we're doing uh, late, um, marriage filing jointly because I, I was asking my accountant, Carlos, hey, Carlos, and I said, what's the difference? Do we Should we do uh, married filing separately or married filing jointly? So when I was in his office, he ran the numbers. He was like, mm, you better thank your husband. He said, because one, so if we do marriage because I work for myself, I, I, I don't get money back. I just always have to pay because I work for myself. So I, I pay after expenses. Um and so um i if if I wasn't if superman wasn't if we weren't married filing jointly, and if we hadn't gotten married, I would have paid an additional like twenty to twenty five thousand dollars in taxes oh, wow. so yes his his income and deductions and everything else, whatever, like on his side has lowered my tax bill, but he's not gonna so typically superman can get anywhere from. Two thousand dollars upwards to eight thousand, depending if he's cla- he and his wife they uh, his wife's name he and uh, um supergirl's mom they claim their daughter off and on each year um and so so if he's not claiming her, then like if we didn't have her then then we he gets much less back, so we kind of negotiate I said okay, you're not gonna get a return, so he's not gonna get a return uh, tax um you know return this year because he's filing with me, but collectively we're saving twenty five thousand dollars so we've we've worked it out that he, um, of the 25,000 that I'm saving, I'm gonna, well, he'll get 3,000 of it to use how he would normally use, which would be like, he'll pay down whatever. I don't think he even has any more credit card debt. Um, but like to do whatever, like, you know, he puts money in his daughter's, um, um, uh, like bank account and, you know, he might, I don't know, whatever he's going to use his $3,000 for. So that was like the trade-off. It's like, you still get your return, but not from the government. It'll come from this pot because we're collectively saving as a result. And I was like, and Saving twenty-five thousand dollars in taxes is so real to me because it's not like, oh, that's less money coming out of my check. No, I would have to write a check for mm-hmm. an additional twenty-five thousand dollars, which I'm not gonna lie, I looked at my bank account and I was like, Where? So <laughs> yeah, you just bought um, house. I know. And I was like, I mean, because I have a I have a bank account called taxes. And that's another thing too. I have to. I feel like maybe I was doing something wrong because I have a bank account called taxes where I set aside 30% of the net income that I make from my two companies in this tax account, and I feel like I was still short, which I don't know why. Um, so I wanted to talk to my accountant about that because I set aside 30%. So that way, when it's time every quarter to, to write a tax, like sometimes honestly, I can. My 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 tax um, bill might be five figures, but I have a company savings account that says taxes, and I look at it. And I'm like, oh, it's right there. You know, it's usually around the, exactly what I need to send out. But this time I was really short at the end of the year, and I, I'm honestly wondering um, why it was a strong fourth quarter. So that might be why, like m- way stronger than normal, because usually my fourth quarter is really slow. So it might be that's why. But I was like, yikes, babe, like twenty five thousand dollars. Whew. So. Yeah. So I mean that's the key. Yeah. So um, so well Nancy, basically here's the thing. If if it was me and I was getting a big return, I like to do things in percentages and I like to pre plan. So I would look at saving, investing, and um uh spending, right? So and, and debt pay down. So those are your four categories. So how much of it what percentage do you want to save? What percentage saving meaning for a specific item or whatever, or maybe an emergency account, what percentage do you want to invest? Um, are you going to invest in your retirement or are you going to invest in, um, in like, you know, just like wealth investing, um, debt pay down, what percentage you going to put towards some sort of, some sort of like credit card debt or whatever, like outstanding debt you have and set aside some to enjoy. I believe like, you know, so a percentage, you might say, um, 5% of my, of this return I'm getting, I'm going to enjoy. So let's just say, let's just say she's getting $10,000. What's 5% of $10,000? Oh, um,
2: <laughs> um, 10% of $5,000 is the $2,500,
1: right? Wait, Isn't what? It? I'm like, wait, $10,000. Like dollars or 5% of $1,000?
2: No, 10 of
1: a thousand. let's
2: see.
1: What? I'm, no, I'm going to do, okay, 10000 times 0.5%. Okay, so let's just say you're getting $10,000. She's not getting $10,000, but let's just say you're getting $10,000 and you say 5%, I'm going to enjoy. That means $500, I'm going to just enjoy guilt-free. And then you might say... A twenty percent I put toward debt that takes care of and then you might say twenty five percent i'm gonna put toward um um saving my emergency fund, so that leaves you with fifty percent then twenty five percent i'm gonna put toward um um what was the other category I said uh debt saving i'm gonna put toward um investing, investing. and then the other twenty five percent did I cover all the all the quarters? And so whatever, I would just put whatever the percentages are, I would figure that out ahead of time and break it up into those four categories, debt, investing, saving, spending. And do it. I like to do it beforehand because sometimes when money gets here, we lose our minds and we can't focus. So beforehand, I like to figure out the percentage, write it down so I know when it it comes, I make my, my transfers right away. And especially making sure you set a little something aside to enjoy so it doesn't feel like I got this money, but I don't feel like I got any money.
2: Yeah, and think about ways you could maybe invest in yourself. I like to, like, you talk about investing Ooh, like in a, for retirement. But if you've been, like, considering taking a course or, you know, you want to invest in a new website upgrade, you know, for your small business or something that will have return on investment for you and your personal growth or your professional growth, consider that, too. Because I think that's a worthy investment um, with yeah. extra money, that like an extra windfall. Um, I like that. And I think, so, yeah, going back to it, if you if your if your return is above average, like, so the, I just told you the average is about 3000 If you're getting significantly higher than that, probably you should um, talk to an accountant, adjust your withholdings. If you're getting significantly, if you're, if you're getting, if you're owing a bunch every year, that ain't cool either. And again, yeah. talk to an accountant. That's what I'll be doing a lot this next month is talking to my accountant. So it doesn't happen next year. Um, but I think that's maybe the best. Way to do it. Just look at how you are, you know, versus the average, and then adjust either way, depending on whether you're getting a big return or you're owing too much. That's, I think that's good advice. Seeing positive,
1: Nancy. Hope you got your question answered. Thanks, Nancy.
2: If you guys <laughs> can send us questions. We're at brownambitionpodcast.com dot
1: com dot com and, and
2: ask us anything.
1: Yes. So now it is time for wins, wins wins um i'm not gonna lie less than a win i have more of a shout out for somebody um so before it was just funny it's right when we were about to start taping today a young woman by the name of jasmine bowers reached out to me and she was like oh my god she's like such a fan of the brown ambition podcast jasmine used to actually like intern for me um like literally years and years and years ago before i even know like what i was doing and she's beautiful she's smart and um, she said, oh, this is so cute. This is what she said. She said, so I've been listening to you and Mandy reruns. Not Brown Ambition, but you and Mandy reruns. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> she said, in the mornings while walking to class, and I've learned so much, it feels good to have brown girl magic in my ear when I'm tired or struggling in the morning. Y'all literally cover it all. Oh. So Jasmine, I just wanted to give you a little, hey, girl, hey. And um, yeah, just continue to listen. And Jasmine, if you have not left us an official um, um, review on um where what do you want her to leave the review, Mandy? iTunes, official review on iTunes. I highly suggest that you do, and um, thanks, Jasmine. So that's my win. Just a little, just a little high virtual high five to my former yeah. um oh, intern. That reminds me, of
2: your former <laughs> intern. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> that reminds me, I got recognized on the train last week. It was highly Woo-hoo! weird and also awesome. <laughs> um I'm sorry it was so awkward awesome. because I don't know about you, but if you try to have a conversation on a train at 8:30 in the morning, it's very difficult. We were we were on opposite ends of like 30 people, and thank you for catching my attention because you know he tried not to make eye contact on the train, and she was like giving me the eyes like I know you hi, and I was thinking oh god I'm so embarrassed I don't know who she is anyway, but she was so nice she said I love Brown ambition and I said thank you you're my first train fan. And then we had to ride <laughs> in silence for the next twenty minutes because <laughs> oh, not like like, we were gonna shout over thirty people and also yes. I couldn't like get to her, so I feel and then I was I got off at my stop and I was trying to turn around and wave at her and she was looking that way and anyway it was it was hilarious, but awesome. And and whoever <laughs> you are awesome. <laughs> whoever you are riding the pass train in Jersey City, thank you so much. Um and yeah, guys, thanks so much for your I just checked our reviews. We have over three hundred Reviews. No, don't. No, we don't. No, yeah. When did that happen? That Thanks. is awesome. <laughs> um, but don't awesome. get complacent. Keep leaving yes. reviews. It helps people find the show. Thank you so so much. Yeah. Um, oh, quick win. Okay. Because you got to go. Sorry. Were you going to say yes.
1: something? No, I was going to say tell a friend to tell a friend. If you love Brown Edition, tell a friend.
2: Yeah, I was peeking at our survey results, and actually, a really good number of people are finding us through friends. Which I okay. make things feel like warm and fuzzy inside. Um, shockingly, ninety four percent of our listeners are women. Can you believe it?
1: Well, no. Well, I'm shocked that there's six percent of guys.
2: Take them all. I know. So okay. Um, so real quick just to wrap up, um, my my win is I took a little I took a bit of a risk. I just talked about investing in yourself. So, one of the things I've talked about is I really want to keep writing, I want to write a book, I need to get back into creative writing, even though my job is writing and editing, I'm writing financial excuse me financial stuff all day every day. so I actually signed up for a playwriting course for like hey. a ten the 10, ten class course on how to write a play, and it's not like I even want to write like I don't think I'll be a playwright, but it's helping me I like to set have accountability so like every Monday for three hours, I sit down with like basically strangers and I have to, we have to read something. Um, and it's been really, it's my, I had my second class this past Monday and already I've written more than I ever did like the past year. So I'm really excited. That's awesome. it, yeah. So <laughs> shout out to trying something different and
1: getting back into my creative, like my creative writing juices. I don't even know who you are anymore. You're a homeowner and writing plays. <laughs> who are you, man? Who are you? <laughs> I don't know. i'll tell you when we close <laughs> no that's awesome well as for usual it's been great taping i hope you guys enjoyed i missed you guys when we weren't when i wasn't here um and so yeah i look forward to um chatting next week
2: and thank you for all your, the good, you saw all the messages
1: people left you on the Facebook page. Right? I know. That was so sweet. Like, I just was like, I went in and I was like, oh, meanwhile, the first couple of days, Superman was like, give me your computer. I was like, nah, I was in the hospital, like, slacking, like, hey guys, um, so did anybody get the email? He was like, honestly, Tiffany, <laughs> I'm a mess. Somebody take the work away. But to I heal. have, yes, I did. But I have to say like, after I felt really good the first couple of days, but then after, um, of Like a couple of days, I started to feel like, like how you're supposed to feel after surgery. And I actually took a good week where I literally did next to nothing, but watch HGTV and lounge. So it felt nice to like, so I'm grateful for my team as well, for always holding it down. And for you guys for um, thinking about me and so many people reached out to me, like personally behind the scenes and I'm grateful. Thank you guys.
2: I feel better soon. We want a little baby budget meets <laughs> with
1: Twins! Somebody Wait, pray. What? Somebody pray grandma out there. Pray for twins so I can knock it out. One. One shot, one kill. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right, y'all. <laughs>